Yes. We are here, Polvary de U. This is a very exciting moment that we are now at the fourth class of the second series. We have a pleasure to have our most loyal, loyal attendee, Jonathan. And I'm going to make it worth your while today. I really planned for this already a few weeks because we had a delay while I was traveling to London, Manchester, and then London again with different visits for different reasons, for touring and all that kind of stuff. It's all good reasons. Thank God and my family also came first and Lauren's always understanding and so are all you guys. So I appreciate it that we can use those extra few weeks to really internalize what we're going to talk about today. Next class is actually going to be the climax of 2021. So we're going to really work on being real and internalization of everything we've learned so that it should impact our daily life. That really is my main mission statement that it's not enough to have the soul connection and understand that we have a soul and understand these values and principles. It's about impacting our daily life, making a difference for our family, our friends, all the circle of influence we have around us. And hopefully through doing that, bringing unity to our, at least our town and then hopefully our country. You know, you have a bigger place to, to make unity there, the United States of America. Uh, for me personally, being in Israel to make unity sounds like a complete miracle. But, you know, we just had a festival of miracles just passed now. So maybe you never know it's what's possible. you got to try. Now, today we're going to work on win-win. My picture of win-win, my vision of win-win is, say, for a company, when you see people really working as a team or... A relationship where you see the soulmates working as soulmates, as a unit, as one entity, one voice. Or you have different opportunities in you know, meetings and all the different settings that you work in that you build the whole experience that it should be only to win. Not anyone should be the winner for the sake of someone else being the loser. Everyone should win. That's the goal of this session to learn how to get that next level after we did the previous three levels we spoke about internalization but first the private victory the idea of really working on being proactive knowing yourself knowing what your triggers are being real with yourself and also mission statement values goals dreams not to get distracted by the noise out there knowing what your purpose is keeping focused and building effective plans and strategies how to bring it into your life that it should impact your daily life and this is for your personal victory so you can become independent to go now to the next level which is interdependent interdependent the idea of going into the public sector going out of yourself now now you've worked in yourself you've done the inner work you're ready now to go outwards to a team to a business to a company to a relationship you know just listening to a guy called lewis house and it was very refreshing to hear. I think I mentioned it before here, but um, he said it again very well. If you want to check out his most recent podcast on relationships from himself, he said there that he's realized now and he's totally open and not afraid to admit that he's gone into relationships not truly understanding what the focus needs to be. And I think over here we've, we've got it right. And I think now that Lewis House has realized it, He'll be saved of years and years of heartbreak and relationships that he put so much time and energy. And obviously, I'm sure he had some good moments and there was a lot of growth. 
but he missed this point of focusing on values and and goals and dreams in the relationship rather than just jumping straight into bed and what you can get out of it physically be able to really tune into the the real the real point of a relationship which is that you are connecting on a soul level and that soul level is the key to have a long-term relationship and we could all work on that ourselves we can all avoid a lot of pain and and suffering by being more aware of these concepts and that in itself is already a big victory personally and it can then be taken to the private to the public level now what, we're going to read a little bit from last time like we did we mentioned from my soulmates contribution to the course to help those around you win and at the same time live fulfilled with self-love and nourishment this is in itself a huge struggle we're all going through it because to understand what fulfillment is is really the key to happiness to know self-love means to really know yourself and what you need and to nourish your soul to feed to give the sustenance soul needs to eat mate if you don't feed it it's gonna get you know it's gonna start to be less effective in its influence on your life and how do you feed the soul we've mentioned this in the previous class a while back that you need to make sure you're learning matters of the soul deeper wisdoms mystical texts you need to work on your praying on your meditation on your mindfulness these are all sustenance to the soul it's giving attention to the soul paying attention giving it that time that it's needed just like you need to give your spouse or your soulmate or your business partner the time they need so the relationship is in a good place you also have to give time to your soul it deserves time and uh, that's something to put in we already mentioned the previous one being more effective but that will give the nourishment you need and then you can help nourish others because once you are full up on some level you have some sustenance you're not feeling exhausted burnt out or de-energized like last night <laughs> i was trying to do a post for my recent tour you know we just did a really nice concert in the uk and i wanted to put up some of the footage we got on instagram and i was just posting it suddenly i see on the top this live video and i'm like wait a minute that's my studio at using my channel to put out a class and I'm not even there and I know nothing about it what's going on here press on it it's like one in the morning I'm like what they're live now one in the morning who what and I looked at it and it was it was a mess up class but the main rabbi and this translator was there nobody else and they tried to whoever did it tried to run a class without my attendance and I was like what this is my class you know it's like it's like they're taking over the show if you know what I mean so I had to wow. yeah it was really hard and I didn't really sleep for a little bit and then thank God my soulmate woke up and this is where we have to thank you know the good Lord he gives us these people in our life she woke up and she saw me fiddling around trying to fix and figure out what just happened and the mistakes all over the video it was a complete mistake whoever gave the go-aheads and gonna get in a lot of trouble and uh, even if the main rabbi he was miscommunicated to by the people there there was a lot of cleanup to do and I was sitting there trying to work it out and my wife woke up and was like you okay and I was like no I don't really want to get into it this time of night with her you know bother her 
But she, thank God, gave me the time and it, it relaxed me. And by that point, I was able to fall asleep and I'm having a functional day. And I was able to speak to the key people in the positive side that are supportive towards me to hopefully defend my cause and sort out this whole takeover, whatever was going on. And uh, thank God, you know, like it's been cleaned up, I hope. And the idea is that when you have someone in your life or you have a tool, like I went to pray this morning, meditate, connect, you nourish your soul, that now instead of reacting all emotion ready to fight, you come with a whole different level, you just get the facts clear to the people that need to know, and they go sort it out and you carry on working, you carry on, you know, I'm still contracted, I have a job, and whoever's trying to do whatever they're trying to do, they're going to end up, you know, getting what they need to get, and I'm going to just go ahead, and that's the mindset and that's the energy and it's a different experience so when you're in a company like i am or in a even more professional company a larger company there's going to be these tests and if you're nourished and you're fulfilled and you've got self-love and you've got people around you are supportive you'll be able to cope with those challenging moments so you won't get overwhelmed by the trauma of a sudden shock and i'm sure it happens to all of us in business situations you know like um when I was on my tour, um, thank God it went really well, everyone was so happy. There was one group that just wasn't interested in doing anything for us other than just getting us to come there and do what was on the minimal contracted. So it was a very like cold relationship, there was no feedback, no conversation. And I was like trying to explain to them, you need to get more involved as hosts if you want the best out of the artist and you want the best out of the show and the communication and we need to discuss what we're going to do and they just weren't interested and there was some mention of it somewhere some file somewhere that wasn't clear at that time because of all the different corona challenges and everything that was going on that time so they didn't get the full amount that they specifically had originally with the original person they spoken to asked for so it got really complicated maybe that person should have reminded us again just before but the point was it got really complicated now I was at the next show the next day and it was a, loads of people and everyone was there excited and it was this great energy and suddenly I was getting bombarded from the management and from the, from the, what the host's irritation, I had to explain it and clarify it. So part of me, I could have like let go and lost it in front of all these new people and that would have embarrassed myself and ruined the show in front of me which ended up being a massive success. The challenge was to contain that situation deal with it, like slowly, slowly, and allow the process to work, be worked through. And now this is like a concept that you, what you don't, it doesn't matter who's the winner in this state. I, it's not about the blame game. It's not blaming the hosts that weren't so good. It's not blaming the management that didn't remind. It's not blaming myself that there wasn't, you know, more on top of that specific thing. It's not about blaming. It's, it's remember, we're win-win. We're here to come out all winners. And that's what we, in the end, we ended up saying to them, don't worry, we'll come back, we'll make up for whatever part of the concert you didn't get sometime in the future. And, you know, management was like, let's just move forward to the next things, and we've already got new bookings, new opportunities, that show was a success, we didn't ruin it by getting the artist into a bad mood or whatever. And the artist, thank God, dealt really positively with it, he even gave me a hug, said, man, don't worry about it, whatever's going on over there, we did a great job, we're doing a great job, let's just keep going, had a lot of love. And, and it just spread out to everyone that we were around and, and we were able to finish off the show. I, inside, I was still like, I don't know if you get this feeling sometimes, Jonathan, but with business, you feel like maybe I should 
should have done better or, you know, the perfectionist side of yourself. How could something go wrong? But when I stepped out myself and I was like, wait a minute, this trip could have been cancelled completely because of Corona. Like there was a new variant and who we might not have made it to London. And then even if we made it to London, it could have stopped us, turned us back and all the different scenarios and the show shouldn't have really gone on. Quarantine, this, that, all the new rules. It could have got really complicated. Thank God I flew in a day early because of it. So I could miss all the new rules because they only came into operation in the, mid, uh, in the middle of the night. And uh, thank God we, I was there already two hours before they came into action. So I didn't have to quarantine, but it was complicated. And I was just thinking, wow, there's so many things that could have gone wrong and didn't. So one little thing I'm going to dwell on, I have a whole massive tour. That, and that's the inclination we have. And it can create a lot of negativity, a lot of losses because you lose yourself you lose once you lose your mind and your peace of mind your your focus you're no longer in a mindful expanded approach to business you're in a small mindedness you're thinking about how could this happen blaming this blaming that and now you're in this whole blame game everyone loses it's, it's a lose lose situation the opposite of what we're trying to do so once again by reminding ourselves that we need to be fulfilled we have a purpose. We have a larger purpose. We're trying to work together as a team. We have self-love. There's no insecurities here. I'm a good guy trying to do a good thing. I don't have weaknesses and have holes. I'm a good guy. I'm not perfectionist. Nourishment. I'm nourished. I'm, I'm very important. I'm taking care of myself. So I'm in a state that I can go ahead and process the challenge in front of me. Because the challenges are going to come. Gedalia very, very wisely. I mentioned this guy, Gedalia in Miami. I wish you could have met him, Jonathan, when we would come visit. Most beautiful home I think I've stayed in in years. Yeah, this, this, this guy, Gedalia, he spoke amazingly recently about how he now waits excitedly, get this right, excitedly for the challenges, for the headaches, for the difficulties. He's looking forward to them because he knows that means he's on the right path in this business decision. He's, he's game on. Come on, like a soldier, they're ready for battle. This is what life's about. Not avoiding it, like we said, stuffing a face that are facing your stuff. Take it on. Yeah, okay, next. What's next? I'm ready. I'm game. I'm energized. I'm focused. I'm up for it. I'm in a, you know, my peak state. I've done all the different steps. I'm in a peak state. I'm ready for whatever this challenge is. So then I'm not going to be like all feeling pity for myself, pity and all this victimization, all these rubbish thoughts that people go around and around nowadays. I'm on my peak game, I'm ready for action, let's go. And that's the kind of businessman who's successful. He bought a massive hotel during the peak of Corona when everyone else thought it was mad. Everyone else was trying to sell or worried and who knows. He bought a resort at that time, yeah? And look how much he's made since then in Florida, Miami, imagine, yeah? Property, woo! And he, he bought it when it was, yeah. But that's because of his mindset, not because he's some business genius. It's because he understands the tools of the soul, how to be most effective in business, to win and not to be a loser, not to be someone who's always busy with the losses. He's busy with the wins. So let's read a little bit more about my soulmate and we'll get back to this. Once you have worked out the first three stages, as we mentioned, of our first three beginning sessions, you can be, and you've, for you it's your second time round or your second series, you can be at a point of knowing how and when to give by empowering yourself and others, by keeping yourself fully charged. Peak state. That comes by living fulfilled with self-love and nourishment. You're empowered and can help others to be empowered. And ultimately learn to rejoice in other people's success. And we, he brought, uh, we brought a holy rabbi here, his name is Rabbi Nachman. Just, I don't usually bring rabbis, but this is, this is one of the hardest things ever. 
that I've ever heard that he he taught his student who's um, his student passed away a few hundred years ago. We're celebrating that day next week. His name's Rebbe Nossen to be happy for the other students' successes, even though they were in competition, meaning these were the other students. Yeah, you're my student and you're one of my students. And I want you to be happy for everyone else's success in the team. I want all the other students to be more successful even than me. That's the kind of mindset he taught his student. He wants his students to be happy of other people's success. This is the kind of mindset we need to all have, yeah, in our life. We all need to have a mindset that's happy for others, happy for our partners, happy for our soulmate. We want them to be successful, happy for our brothers, sisters, happy for each other. Yeah, we want a booming economy. We don't want to, like the way the politicians are always trying to say who's worse. We want, we want there to be abundance. Yeah, abundance brings more abundance. People spend, people are kinder, people are generous. They're more kind with their time and their focus. That's the kind of world we want to live in, a world of abundance. We want, we want that, and that's the kind of mindset we should build, even with a competition. Yeah, not try to destroy them. Yeah. Give them room to breathe. Give them room to also, because if you really, once again, you know, on a, in a deep level, that you're going to have everything you're meant to have. You don't need to take from other people to get what you need. That's, that in itself is an important rule. Yeah. You can never really take from someone else. In, in, the, in the true sense, in the ultimate sense, if people would only know this, you can never really profit on, the, on top of someone else's losing. It's not a true uh, statement that you profited off someone else. Even if you say, oh, well, there's loads of people doing that. The whole business world filled with people who've crushed other competition and crushed, look at these people, they're, they're, they're always, they're always going to lose out on some level. It's gonna, they're going to have losses in other places. They were going to make, they're going to get that amount no matter what, but they did it in a negative way instead of it coming through a positive way. They were going to get that blessing. They were going to get that uh, uh, amount in their bank account, but they got it through stealing instead of getting it through uh, investment and building other people, building a company, building a, a portfolio, building something positive to help benefit society. They did it another way. So they're going to have the same amount, but it's going to come and it's going to come with a negative energy and all that brings. You know, for example, it could be illegal. It could be that other people are forever, you know, angry and ready to fight them on that point. Um, like Jeff Powell always says, don't burn your bridges. I think it's also a Tony Robbins concept, but you shouldn't burn those boats that got you to the islands because you might need them again. You know, you don't get rid of the people that you've got. And that's one thing, like even if say right now, I'm working for a company in, Potentially, I could say, well, that's it. I've had enough. Few things have happened recently. They're not respecting me properly. My, my, not because I'm not good. They'll say I'm amazing. They're, thank God it's not from a lack of success or goodness. Just they have competition there. Other people there want to one-up on me or whatever. Or they have their own ideas. And so I just say, bye, I'm going bouncing. So I could leave, and I've done this before in other companies. I could leave with like a war and try and bring as many people with me, that kind of thing. Or, which of what I've always done, is win-win. Like, I'll give you here. Take some of my contacts. Keep them. I'm not, I'm not even taking them with me. You can have them. I'll, you, you give them a letter of thank you for this, thank you for that, thank you for this. All the positive things we accomplished here, thank you very much. Yeah? Not all the problems and, I, you know, now I'm going to punch you in the face now that I don't, you're not my employer. No, you, the, the resignation has to be filled with praise and appreciation. 
all the kind of different situations that come up or say you even get fired. I, I'm still in touch with some of my bosses that fired me and it wasn't so pleasant what they did, but I'm still in touch with them and I feel confident that I can send them messages every so on. And, and, you know, even one of them, I owed some money that I could have just said, see you later. You know, it wasn't right. We fired me. I came back a few years later and paid, when I had the money and paid them and they were like, wow. And that's the kind of relationship you can, like, you know, Gedali always says, when there's people against you, drown them in kindness. <laughs> drown them in kindness. People, people think like, you know, you have to fight back. No, no, you're always in a good state. You're in your peak mindset. You're not coming wherever they're at. You, you feel sorry for that, that they're in such a place. You're going to just keep being kind and drown them off with kindness. And they will either change or back off with that kindness. They won't can persist. And that's the kind of win-win mindset that we can have. And it really makes a massive difference. Like in, a, in all your long-term relationships, you know, I couldn't give this course if I wasn't doing it. Yeah. Um, fine. I'm not a big shot lawyer or some famous business guy and people aren't coming to me for money. Thank God. You know, I, I would like to do that, but I don't have that situation currently. But what I do do is I give a lot of my time and dedication and energy to people that if they need me, I'm fully engaged. Yeah. I'm fully involved. I'm fully there for them. And and we get good results from it. And I've helped a lot of people in that way. And that's another important thing that you can win-win, not just with money and resources, but you can also win with your time, your dedication, your ability to listen to the, what the other person needs. We'll talk about that, a bit more about that next week, uh, in two weeks when we do the Climax class. But the idea of really tuning into the other person, and I think that will give you strength to, to be more successful in business, successful in relationships, um, just think about it like my wife and I, we, instead of me pretending nothing happened and then I'm in a bad mood and I didn't sleep and all the different things that could have gone on, um, I was strong enough to open up and be real. And some people, thank God, when you open up and you're real with them, they respond amazingly like my wife does. And some people, they don't. Like I opened up to another person yesterday at an event about a certain experience I've been having somewhere. And, you know, you think like we're in a community together, let's help each other. They're actually very non-empathetic, very uh, not easy to talk to about it. In fact, they even started saying that, saying maybe I have the issue, like it's my problem. Uh, I've created these kind of situations. And I was thinking to myself, well, you know, if I didn't have hundreds and maybe even thousands of people that I'm connected to, who I have a very positive relationship with, so maybe in the back of my mind, I think, you know, Maybe this guy's right. But knowing that this guy has very small amount of connections and has a very small lifestyle, I was starting to think myself, no, I really think you have the issue. I was thinking like, no, I'm not going to take this, this insult. I'm, I'm not, I, I apologize to him that he was insulting me in a way because I didn't want to carry it on. But um, I just thought to myself, you know, like this, this person's just not a, a vessel for this conversation. So I'm not going to pursue it again. And that was my point partly to that person that we've been connected to each other 12 years. We never had a conversation. I'm now having my first conversation and I didn't say this then, but it would be very unlikely that I'll pursue it again, unless there's a big like surprise in how he follows up, if he follows up. So it's just knowing that there's some people that are worth com working with and win-win and accomplishing with, and there's some people just not. 
And sometimes you have to trust your intuition, as we've spoken about as well, that some people are not going to be the right, right address. And uh, my wife, thank God, I've told you about this big business people, they use their, I'm not in a using way, like in a, like, you know, negative sense, but they work, they have a relationship with their soulmate where they trust their, their intuition for big deals and for who to partner with. And it's something to, because either you have it yourself or some people have it on a high level and you have to have that kind of relationship with people that who have that deeper level intuition where you can seek out their advice. You know, is this the right person, right address, yes, no. And it can make a big difference. You know, think about as kids, you know, how influential a friend can be. And so we think, oh, it's just by kids, you know, because um, it's more obvious, the influence. But uh, with adults also, like they can, they can ruin our state of mind. They can plant negative seeds. You know, one of the things I think that has caused a massive rise in divorce is like, you know, the, the friend at the wrong time, you know, telling you the wrong advice. Yeah, I don't know if you'd agree with that, but they, 100%. there's these people come and they, just, they, they don't mean your best. They have their own issues that are angry with like men or women or whichever way it is. And they haven't, they've had their own burnout relationships and they don't want you to be happy in front of them. And they see that there's some similarities and they put what happened to them onto you. Like Stephen Cozy calls it taking your script, your life script and writing on, with, on other people instead of actually learning what the other person really needs and really is saying in their own specific unique situation. You take generalizations and you just whitewash relationships and it's a shame. We shouldn't be so external. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing how people in that situation go to other people that are struggling with the same thing for advice and not going to like healthy relationships and talking to those type of people. And it happens very often in divorce because, you know, misery loves company. So <laughs> it's a way for you to edify, you know, your experience. And, um, you know, it's, it's that mindset, right? Like if you, your girlfriends are talking bad about their husbands, then or your, or your buddies are talking bad about their wives, then, you know, that's a clear indication that there's an issue in their, in their relationship and they should, you should be edifying and it should be a win-win. You should never be talking bad about the person you're with. Even if you have issues and struggles, those are yours, you and hers. And yeah, people go and, you know, family is another one that just, you know, yeah. oh, forget it. Right? Start talking like, to the mother-in-law together. <laughs> Or the, or, the, or the wife or the husband Sorry. talks to their mother or father, not good. So yeah, well, and people people create this image of who they think you are, right? And they don't take the time to actually get to know you, and they attach certain things to you. That's their baggage or their view of you, and they don't really know your soul level, right? They don't know who you actually are and take the time to get to know, right? It's material type stuff a lot of the time, right? Money and, you know, the size of my house and why aren't we going on vacations? And yeah, it's, it's, it's selfish. It's, it yeah. And it's stuff that really deep down doesn't fulfill a person, doesn't make a difference to their, to their soul, to their, to their essence, to their love, to the things they really care about. And uh, it's a shame that we're so distracted by this kind of stuff and by those kind of people. I mean, one of the tools for the soul to daily practice is to 
meditate or pray, whichever way you feel more ritually comfortable with, but to, on a ritual level, to actually be involved in praying for, for good people in your life and to be saved from negative people. You know, like when you're traveling, I'm praying like a crazy person not to get that border guy or that police person or the, you know, nowadays, unfortunately, even on the planes, the stewardess or used to be more cool with the stewardess, but now they're also stressed. And, uh, you know, you, you don't want to bump or when you're on the roads, you don't want to bump into the wrong people, you know. So it's important to realize that you can actually draw those kind of people towards you if you're not conscious of the power of energy you're putting out. I mean, this is one person did tell me that I'm putting out a negative energy. And I, I don't know, like you've seen me on the on the Zoom. I don't think on the Zula, I don't think I'm putting out negative energy generally. I, I never imagined myself that way. I'm intense, but I, I'm not. I feel sometimes that when people are so quick to comment negative to you about you and they hardly know you, it's because that's what they're feeling about themselves often, you know. Yeah, I think you need to test that, right? I think you need to, like, if someone comes at you and says you're you're angry, for example, right? That's just an easy one because it seems like everyone's kind of got some anger going on these days, yeah. whether they can't travel or they can't get their gift for their family member this yeah. season. But that anger, you know, if you look at it and someone brings it to your attention and you do your prayer, you do your meditation, whatever it is, and you realize, no, I'm not angry, right? I've processed it, and then you start realizing that's probably their anger, right? But you have to look at yourself first. And if there is any anger there, right? If you did get frustrated because you had to wait two minutes in line, right? Like you probably have some soul work to do. So you can, you know, go more towards that, looking forward to those challenges. Okay, this is a long line. How can I build a relationship with someone in line or have a conversation with my kids and not play on my phone or whatever? There's always an opportunity if you choose to view it from that lens. And I, so I agree. Yeah. And that's people, people confuse, people confuse like passion. Like when you have passion and you're confident, people can misunderstand that. Right. And it's not, and they don't take the time to actually dive into it. And I mean, that's how I am. Like I'm very passionate about what I do, but at the same time, like if you're going to come and have a conversation with me, like let's have a valuable conversation, not just the surface level, what you've seen on, you know, CNN or Fox News or whatever. Like, I hope you've done your research because if you haven't, I have. And that might have me come across as abrasive or intense, but it's like, no, I'm prepared. And this is my mission in life. So. Yeah. And that, that's important. Like one of the, one of the things that I've tried to do a lot is the last few years, and it took me a while to learn this, you know, because when I first started, for example, teaching, I was so intense and so on fire about what I believe and understood that people in the class would start having stomach cakes, you know, like it was just too much. And I had to years and years after, you know, being in that space of giving over material or talking to people about deep things is realizing that I have to bring it down to earth and look at the person who am I talking to like I'm not talking to me <laughs> if I was know talking your to audience, me, right? know your audience and 100% and really understand that the audience is under a lot of a lot of a lot of side factors are, are influencing the audience at the same time as you're there like they're distracted they're sleep deprived they're in a stressful relationship they're going through so many different 
aspects so that when they suddenly you lose them, like you lose their focus or they look like this elsewhere or even they're literally in front of you taking up their phone and just going like this. Like on tour, I, I was trying to like put down the flame of what was going on the day before and there was a special person in front of me telling me some really important things that were actually connected to what I was dealing with. And I was trying to like quiet the phone and talk to the guy and it was like, it was very awkward. I didn't like it. Yeah. So later on, thank God, I was able to yeah. just put away the phone and just be there for this dude and show that I'm a focused guy and I'm there, I'm there for the people in front of me. And uh, it, it's important that we have to be present to get that kind of presence. And we also have to, we have to really, like you say, doing research in terms of facts. We have to do research with the people we're talking to. Like I, I sent an email out today to a massive project. It's called something like uh, Rock Poverty. You know, they want to get rid of poverty in the world and some huge plan of hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions of dollars of massive events around all of the US and the world. And uh, people involved have connected me in because I've got a lot of artists, creative speakers, people I could bring to the table, definitely much cheaper than say some Black Eyed Peas show or something. It would be a much cheaper option, but it would still be interesting for the world. They have a story. And, um, you know, I was, I was emailing them. So before I emailed them, I researched you know, who am I talking to? Who's this guy that's, I've got the email. So I went to the website, read a bit of his bio. You know, if it's something really I'm passionate about, I'll go watch a few videos. You know, if they've got anything like that, any online content. Like sometimes it's worth before you go to the meeting and it will it will show a lot of respect. Like a guy called Tom Bilyeu. If you've ever listened to any Tom Bilyeu stuff on impact theory or whatever his class is now, I think it's called impact theory or... Well, I just call it Tom Billy because that's, I think, how he's branding himself now. That he, he uh, which is his name, yeah, Tom. So he does a tremendous amount of research of all the people whenever he interviews. Them. I don't know if you notice, but maybe more than any other interviewer, like he's totally like immersed in that person, like for nine hours just before speaking to them and like maybe even the day before as well. Like a certain immersion in that person that you're about to go and talk to and then it's a different level conversation because you're totally involved in their books and their content and who they are right well to add to that i think too many people like they want to get this this get rich quick scheme right type idea and they don't prepare and people don't realize that in order to have a win-win like it's a series of failures, right? And, and trying again, and there's a process to it. And, you know, I think that's where COVID has really helped out a lot. Um, you know, you have these podcasts and you have people that are stepping out into out of their comfort zone, right? And, and they're having to do that research on themselves in order to interview other people, because you can't ask someone like, hey, what are your core values when you don't know your own? that conversation is going to fall dead. What if that person hasn't done that research or it doesn't have it, then you maybe have to enlighten them or walk them through it. And so, you know, there's this process of, you know, growth and development and that conscious in intention of building your soul and making it the best it can be to where you're not triggered and you're not affected by all these things. And you can then look forward to running. How cool is that? I'm looking forward to the challenges or the complications. 
once you get to that point, then you're not, there's no, you no longer operate in fear. Yeah. That, that is a sign of there's no such thing as fear. Yeah. And fear is the biggest enemy. It takes away so much of our wisdom and awareness. We don't need to be in a state of fear. What are we scared of? Like when we said already, no one can take anything from you that's not yours. It's yours. If it's yours, it's going to be with you. If it was never meant to be yours, you wouldn't have it. You know? Right. And if, and if they're not supposed to be a part of your organization or a part of your circle... Or you're not meant to be part of theirs. Yeah, it's just moving on. You it's know, like, not a fit. Yeah, you go forward. And you it's... Say thank you. You learn from the experience. Yeah. You didn't burn so. them. You didn't try to destroy them on the way out, give them a kick or a headbutt or whatever, whatever your way is. You didn't like, you know, sabotage. Well, do that to you as well. Yeah, because even if you get away with it, because there's always that idea that, you know, there's a lot of sneaky stuff going on nowadays. You can get away with things, but at the same time, everything's being seen. That's also a reality of our generation. And what people back in yes. the day used to seemingly get away with, they're not anymore. Everything's coming to the forefront. Every, and, in a, and that is one of the advantages. I mean, it says in the sayings of our fathers, which is like an ancient mystical text, it says there's a seeing eye. And this was written like 2000 years ago, you know? So the seeing eye, you know, we, we know that now, we call it funny names like Big Brother or, yeah, but in a, in a true sense, yeah. it gives us opportunity to take responsibility for ourselves and to be authentic and to not, there's no, you can't really avoid anything anymore. Like you can't get away with anything. So that is actually a plus. Yeah. That's a big plus. And that transparency that we're existing in in business should be leveraged for our benefit, not to increase fear. Because what have you got to hide? You know, like, let my, let my bosses know I'm doing pulvery to you once a week. So what? What, you pay me enough to be exclusive? No. When you pay me triple, I'll be exclusive. You know, if, you know, I flew, I flew to, to UK, uh, Manchester, London. So a few days I wasn't there at the office. I was working. I did the whole way. Thank God we have, we're walking offices now. And they could say, but you were with a different project. You were with this artist instead of our company. When have I ever been exclusive by you? What? Well, that was in our agreement. No. When, when have you paid me enough right. to be exclusive? The, the opposite. You, not only have you not paid me enough, but in order for me to facilitate myself in your company, I'm going to have to have side hustles. That was a sort of understood agreement. And that's transparent. I don't need to now fear anything, fear anybody. If anyone asks me a question, I was doing what I was supposed to be doing. I can post it even at the same time yes. while I'm meant to be working for them. I'll post I'm working for them because why not? Because transparency, because yeah, not your property. No, I'm not your property and you don't pay me enough. The amount I, of, <laughs> the amount of effectiveness that I get done in my own time covers up those other hours that I was on their clock doing other things. Like I know how the world works nowadays. If you think the world is now nine to five, sit in a cubicle job, then that company is running with small mindedness. That is a mistake for our generation. We don't need to function that way anymore in business. Everything like they're opening all the offices where you can see everything's transparent. You can even the offices. So the office space is open. That's the, that's the standard now. 
everyone can see each other, not in a like weird way, in a hopefully in a communal way, in a community way, in a in a unity way, in a way that we're yeah. we're a team, we're a win-win. I want the guy over there to an win, and I win. Yeah, and then we've got bouncing off ideas, and we're not hiding in some cubicle trying to how can I get one over the guy over there. They all see what I'm doing. I see what they're doing. We're all here together, right? We need to make this. We all have the same mission statement. We're here to make this a success. And any other way, long term yeah. doesn't work, in my opinion. It, 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 the competition eats itself. You know, as I always have that vision. I think I've mentioned it here once. But when I was at corporate, they, someone posted on the thing because I was so upset and pained by it that you have like, you know, different levels up the ladder. But who's the guy underneath? What's happening? He's getting like we're talking about different birds on this ladder all the way up and he's getting you know what i mean on top of him yeah right down yeah. at the bottom and that's you don't want to have a life like that where you feel like everyone's crapping on you you want to you want to be part of a process yeah, you want to live yeah you want to live you want to enjoy life you want to be happy you want to be fulfilled you want everyone in your company to have some level of fulfillment and some level of functionality and clarity and it's a different way of running business like hr nowadays has a big impact on how the company environment is and it's really important that the right people are in charge and they have the correct training and you know one of the things i i wanted to do in a corporate company i started doing it on a small level is a motivational coach development coach that you need to, to give a lot of love and motivation to all the employees you can't just expect them to come every day and just be robots and do what's do what's needed they need a lot of attention yeah, yeah. And, and to be seen and recognized and motivated and encouraged and given tools and given times to relax. Like yeah, you, yeah. You, you get together outside of the company and do some activities together. These are really important parts of successful you know, structures that build a win-win environment. And that's, the, uh, that's one of the big points today. But once again, I just want to go back to my wife's point. You can't do it if you yourself um in a state of you know exhaustion or burnt out and therefore you also have to be able to sometimes say enough i need to just now get myself into the right state i need to i'm not in the right state and i need time out a little bit um tomorrow morning go swimming yeah um go for a walk in nature take the person you love most out for a drink and just talk about things yeah like you have to you can't just keep grinding it's not going to work. It's not healthy. Human beings aren't meant to do that. Once again, we're not machines. We're, we're, we're complicated. And yet we're very simple at the same time. There's a lot of back and forth. You have to constantly reassess what what's needed right now. And you can't assume that what was is going to work. You have to be flexible. You have to be versatile. You have to be up for change. There's going to be a lot of changes. Yeah, a lot of transition. Yeah. I mean, how much have yeah, you seen that? It. In the last few years, how much change there have been? Oh, and, and uh, tremendous, and it's going to continue, right? And it's when you accept, it's you know, it's when you accept that that's coming, right? I think that goes into what you mentioned about you know the gentleman that's happy when these situations come about. Yeah, Gedalia, you know, G E D A L E, Gedalia. It's it's in yeah. English you pronounce it Gedal, G E D A L E, Fenster. You look up this guy. This guy is a rock and roll star. Yeah. Yeah, I'll check it out because it sounds great. Because like, you know, you've been given a gift, or you, and too many people hold that with a closed, clinched fist. And to get access to that, 
you know, people have to pry open their hand where if you hold it and you just know, right. And you give it the freedom to breathe and to, to morph and to change and to grow, but you know, it's not going to leave your hand. You're now allowing that to go out into the rest of the world. And, you know, it's, um, it's funny because I, I love lions. I love them. I just, there's something about them. And, you know, I learned recently that, you know, the way that lions hunt, everyone thinks that, you know, the lion is the one that catches the prey. It's not, it's the lionesses. And when they hunt, the lion goes on one side and the lionesses go on the other side and they basically bookend or, you know, surround the prey and the lion roars. So the prey gets scared of the roar and runs right into trouble where if they actually ran to the roar, they would get away because the lion's well fed. He's not designed to, you know, pounce and to kill. Right. But what do we do in life? Right. When something roars at you, you run the other way. doesn't make any sense. Right. That's fear. If something roars and you address it, once it's addressed, that roar no longer exists within you. Yeah, you be. Then you're gonna have another roar. You you made up this idea. Roar. This is your idea. No, 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 no. That that that's that's God. That's how the world works. That's okay, because you'd be surprised because the prophets in the Bible. I don't like quoting the Bible publicly for everybody, but I don't think you're like an anti-Bible guy. So that the Bible. Yeah, but yeah, thank God. So the, the prophets talk about they have a called it's called Arya Shag, with the lion's roar. Yeah, and the lion roar is there to help us wake up, to be more have a greater yeah. awareness. It's to bring us to a higher state of awareness. The lion when the lions roar, not to put us into a state of fear. It's it's to wake us up to higher understandings. And there's certain times of year in the in the the the, the calendar, especially. Specifically in the Jewish calendar, but it's really a universal reality. Even if people know about it or don't know about it, even the calendar itself roars, is roaring at us to wake up at the certain times of year to be have more of a self-assessment, more of awareness. Like as you get towards the new year right now, for like for the general calendar, we have 2022 coming up. People are meant to be waking up. You know what happened this year? Yeah. Now this is the time to do self-assessment and not some BS version where you like you know take on all these things you're going to break up the next day but you know this Gedalia says a great quote right. he says don't say happy new year say happy new you the year is not going to make you happy it's the new you that's going to make you happy these are these great quotes these clever clever lines but the point is that it's you that's going to make the year happy no not the year the year is just not going to do it for you 2020 everyone thought wow it's going to be 2020 vision and everyone's so excited and then corona comes and knockout punch head yeah it was a wake up really that's really what it was sure. it was actually tuning sure. us to a new right. vision a new way of viewing life in a healthier way not not yeah. in a negative way you know the world did need to slow down the world did need to adjust its hygiene and you know and just the lack of you know appreciation for how we could just go anywhere and do anything like suddenly we have to really like I really appreciated my successful two trips and in the time before that as well really appreciate on a whole nother level I never would have had before Corona yeah I would have taken it yeah for granted on some level it's you know gratitude yeah it's gratitude right like 
we have to learn how to be grateful with little and celebrate the small things in life, right? Like the fact that you, like you said, like you got there a day early, so you didn't have to go through the protocol, right? I think, I think. I got an extra day with my best friend, my best friend. I would never spend a day with him, but it was amazing quality time. We just talked about so much. That's awesome. I saw one of my students from, um, I don't even know how long ago now. He was 17 then, he's 30 now. Must have been 13 years ago. He was just wow. up the road in a program here. And I used to hang out with him all night. And he used to come for meals. And I looked after him. He was in a very not good state. And now he's like a big business guy. And he's employing 20 people. And he came as one of his boys as like a chauffeur kind of thing. Came to pick me up with him in the back. And he took me out for a drink at 3 in the morning or wherever it was by the time he got through everything. And oh, I was just enjoying this. And he was like, yeah, I want to bring you to England and I'll pay for it and we'll bring the rabbi you work with. And, you know, it was like amazing. And if I'd have come the day after the way I originally attended without the Corona story, I would have just gone straight to the events and I never would have had the quality time with that guy, which leads to a lot of things. And now the quality time, my best friend, it, it, all the things, Beautiful. so even Corona, even though was, the whole plans were changed two days before, but the reality, the protocols, the challenges that it brings, can actually maneuver us to a better reality than we even imagined, even though it seems like coming from yeah. a negative place. And that's once again, win-win. We're always winning because we're, you're right. There is, there's a feeling initially a loss, but really long-term, if we're playing the long-term game, as we've spoken about here many times, the process, we're always winning because the losses are just yeah. steps towards the, the bigger win. Cause that's how we're, we're well, using the situation. Huge get rich quick like scheme. Like they're gonna go from you know homelessness to this mansion all over the world, and it's like no, there's got to be a lot of little wins yeah. along that journey in order to get to that end result. The end, that big win is a combination of all these little wins. Like if you're gonna win a championship in a sport, right? There's a lot of wins to get you into that position to be able to win it, sure. right? If you don't, if you're, if you have a losing season, you're not positioning yourself for that big championship, right? And we have to view our life as a marathon, not this, you know, microwave sprint approach, like with social media and, mm. you know, these, you know, all these no things, quick like, fixes these that make a lot of money. Yeah, it's a mistake that yeah. people fall for. Like all the time, people reach out to me with these short-term plans. <laughs> Never, short-term wins, never interested. Ne never saw anything from any of them. I never took any of them. I never went down that path. Only the long-term game, always. Always things that are real, that are, that are based on facts, based on figures, on long-term long uh, know, projections, people who are authentic, people who are in the game long-term themselves. They're, this is who I align myself with, you know? Like I've, I've been working with this one artist. The first time I ever really spoke with him was 2011. And um, that was online. And the first show he ever did was with, through me in Israel. It was 2016. And I'm still working with him now. And, you know, it's like a different level of relationship than, you know, than all these, like, you're just going through clients and people, you know, one after another, trying to get what you can. That sort of, like process approach in terms of processing people is not really right it's a process of relationship. relationships and it's a whole different level of understanding when you're with those people you don't even have to say as much anymore you know like you're just on you're just tuned in you know there's a few nods here 
Like I was videoing him on stage, there's a few movements here, nods there. I knew what to do better than the new guy because I knew he needed the towel, he needed the water. I knew when this was coming, I knew this person needed to come on, this person comes off. There's a sort of natural flow between us, even though I'm not on tour with him that much these days, but from all the history, you know? And it's like, it's a nice, yeah. gratifying feeling. Same, like they, they try to, the company, I told you, they try to get someone else to run my show. It was an absolute joke the way it sounded. The guy's a nice guy who was doing it, but he's, you know, he speaks well, but he, he just doesn't get, he doesn't have the natural flow to run a studio like, thank God I've, I have, and I, you know, it's a gift, whatever. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I watched a lot of TV growing up. I don't know where it comes from. It's a heavenly gift, whatever it is, but I know how to present a show and that, that, that's my gift. And I can run the musicians. I can run the speaker. I can run the studio. It's, I'm running the social media all at the same time and it's no problem for me. Not everyone can do that, you know? So you've got to know your yeah. gifts, live those gifts, appreciate those gifts and allow yourselves to feel good and love. Feel that self-love, it's really important. Feel that self-love that it should overflow to others. It should overflow to you, it should overflow to your friends. It should, you should fill up the room with love, with, with yeah. a good energy. And that's the kind of win-win that you bring in, you know, like there's certain people they say, I, I'm not on this level myself. But I know there's, there's holy people in my life, there's successful people in my life. They walk into the room and it's just energized, you know, you're just excited to be there, you know. And we should aim on some level to try get to that, to be a public victory just in our existence. Just us being yeah. around, people are like, yeah, you know. That's a great, great goal to head towards as a human being, that you just empower everyone around you just by being in their presence yeah and we don't it doesn't have to be a magic trick you know it's uh it's not some scam it's a real thing it's 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 because you've really done the three the previous work that you're overflowing with a lot of soul a lot of good energy a lot of, of pop vibes and that's the, that's what i'm aiming towards so you once in a while someone comes <laughs> tells you your negative energy i'm well, like might... yeah i don't buy it you know but Ellie, you might be the light for the artist. You know what I mean? I think I think our society needs to realize like you lighting up a room from a stage isn't for everybody, right? You might light up a room when you walk into a room of children, or when you like a teacher, right? Or when you are in front of you know people that need to learn how to develop a show, or like my instance, like law enforcement officers. So you're you're your people, your group, isn't necessarily what social media or society says is, you know, valuable or important. Agreed. That's really important to, we're going to talk about that next week. That's part of the next, sorry, next week, the climax class that we're going to internalize, oh. to be real, but we're also going to add in that point, and we've discussed it, we mentioned it, about how important it is to realize the other soul, how great they are. And it doesn't matter, like you said, how the labels out there, what they describe is great. There's a soul level of what's great. And it's really very different to the general media worldview right now. And it can give us a lot of uh, depth and quality relationship experiences with the people we love and the family and the work and the people we deal with. We can suddenly really tune into a different level of who they are, that they're souls. They're not, they're not, they're not labels, they're not external, you know, they're not just means to an end, they're people themselves and they have so much 
just a, and it's like it becomes with a self-knowledge before you can once again to really see it in others. You can't really do it till you've done that inner journey yourself. That's part of the... 100%. And so we're constantly going back and forth with that, that inner reality and the outer reality. And we have to, the world, like you said, all those quick skip, get rich, all that stuff, that's all outer reality stuff. And it, because it doesn't have the inner foundations, it falls apart always. Only when there's the inner foundations are there, then it has a sustainability and an eternal aspect that is something you can leave as a legacy. And it's, 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 this is what the legends, you know, when you started mentioning lions, who came to my head? Bob Marley. Because he's someone who, you know, lion and a lion and a lion, you know, all the songs and the music and the representation, you know, they understood the greatness of a lion. And, you know, it's, it's an understanding that certain people have left their stamp on this world that when you mention something, you you associate them because they had such a presence, you know? Yep. And we can aspire for that. We shouldn't mm -hmm. settle for less um, for ourselves. We, we, we're still young enough, you know, mm -hmm. and aware mm -hmm. enough to really go down that road successfully, you know? Mm -hmm. To win. Absolutely. And help mm -hmm. others win. That's the key. It's win-win. Mm -hmm. It's not just I win. It's win. Mm -hmm. I win by making others win. That's the real. Yep. So anyway. It's not about me. It's about we. Yeah. That's it. Turn the me to we. It's a much happier life. It's a different life. You know, think about all the people. One of the motivating fact voices in your head when you wake up in the morning. Think about all the people you can impact today. All the people that you can be a good influence on and give some love and just internalize that fact, you know, you know, even online, like Tim Ferriss was talking about it in a, in a podcast recently, uh, I think it was actually posted today. And he was talking about, you know, he, he even takes down sometimes posts because if it's going to just offend people, people are going to misunderstand. There's no point. Like we want to affect people positively. Yeah. We don't, we don't need to like, you know, amuse ourselves on the base of other people's expenses, you know. There's a lot of that going on, and it's, it's not good. It's not healthy online. We have to stay away from that trolling mindset and be very sensitive to people. They, they need a lot of love nowadays. Like, and it, it, it can be a motivating factor in your own success because you know that you've become, think of all the positive effects you've had on people that day. And sometimes it's a hard conversation as well that's going to be the positive effects on that person. It's also, we said, you've got to help them face their stuff. You know, sometimes people are not willing to do it, and they need to, uh, for their own sake. Yep. So, you know. I know that all too well. Good stuff. Okay, well, I think we did really well today, and I'm very excited for the last year uh, class of the year. I heard that it's actually your, officially your last class on the books, from what I heard. But if you want to continue, um, that's up to Lauren how she's going to do that. She'll discuss that with you directly. And please, God, next time we'll have a few more people. We'll get the word out. I was just slightly distracted the last few weeks, to say the least. I did put in a last-minute push, but, you know, like life has its ways. And, you know, I'm optimistic that, you know, 2022 is going to be a successful year for Pulver EDU, for Jonathan, for, for everything we're involved in, all our projects should take off to a whole new level. We have to go in with that kind of mindset of success, and that success brings success. Amen. Good stuff. Amen.
Thank you.